warning. The Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. If you think you may be too weak to withstand the manliness represented in the following program, please do yourself a favor and stop listening now. If you choose to continue in spite of this warning, if at any time you feel yourself overcome by the manliness, stop immediately and consult your closest medical professional. And now, for the not-so-fair, faint, or frilly, we present The Catholic Man Show. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting in studio. To my right is my best bud, David Niles. To the to my left is our new best bud, Cy Kellett, host of Catholic Answers Live. This is, as they say, second time is a charm. Isn't that the, how the saying goes? Uh, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good with numbers, but right. something like that. <laughs> we tried to get, uh, this is actually the second go around, we tried to record, and then all of a sudden our equipment just decided to stop. I don't know why, we don't know why, but, so this is round two, but Sai, thanks for hanging out with us. I'm so happy to be th- hanging out with you, thank you very much. We had a great time last night, We uh, you, you gave a, an amazing talk in front of uh, a couple hundred people in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and St. Benedict's, we had great feedback, and we're going to kind of extend that talk to the Catholic Man Show because I think we thought it was a great uh, great talk so it would be a great topic for today good I'm glad I was very impressed I mean uh, a lot of you know you said it was a great talk but I I, the audience was tremendous I mean it's really wonderful people you have here very uh, people are nice around here yeah and they (laughs) they gave me a break when I made mistakes and they you know helped me out and it it just makes every it was as I just have I cannot remember when I had Wow! Oh right. yeah, the music there we go. again. I just—I was gonna say I can't remember when I had such a good time. It was a great, great group. Awesome. Well, thank you. And there was no drinking. And there was so no it drinking. It wasn't like everybody so was... got liquored up, and then we had a good time. Right? They no, just... it was—it was authentic. Yeah. Uh, fun. <laughs> well, getting liquored up and having a good time. Well, that's authentic. Yeah. <laughs> just a different kind of authentic. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And we had—we got a chance to do uh, Catholic Answers live. Yes. Thank that, you very much. You that was a blast. Yeah. If you would have told it me, it was awesome. If you'd have told me like seven years ago that I that Dave and I would be on Catholic Answers Live, I would have I would have really laughed hard. So would the people at Catholic Answers Live. Yeah, I, no they, doubt. They, they <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt they How would. How far we have fallen. <laughs> so uh, when I was coming back to my faith right after college, okay, um, I basically studied at the University of Catholic Answers Live. Yeah, right. I mean, I literally I would just podcast every episode. Right, and. It's amazing how, in a short period of time, I learned so much. And even after, you know, you hear the same, there's really only like 10 questions that people will call in and ask. Where's uh, purgatory in the Bible? Right. right. Yeah. Why do you worship Why do you Mary? Worship exactly. Mary? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, those actually are the top two. You know, they you should yeah. you should just have Jimmy Aiken or Tim Staples or something record an answer. And then when someone calls in, you just push Be the like, button. Nick, Nick, push three. Push the button. Three right. button. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just all smoke yeah. <laughs> until it's over. Yeah. And that's where purgatory is in the Bible. And then we'll go to Next caller. <laughs> yeah, right. But it was so good. I mean, even so, like, then I, I would get to the point where someone would ask a question and I'd answer it. Be like, I know that answer. Yeah, yeah. And so I'd say it. But 
even once I knew the answer, hearing it over and over and over again was still, I found very helpful because it's one thing to know an answer and it's yeah. another thing to have the right words to explain that answer. Yeah. Those are very different things. Right. Um, and so hearing, you know, the great apologists there mm-hmm. use the right words, I was able to echo them eventually and that, that was big help. Well, I, I'll say one thing about the recording the answer thing, too. We, d- we do have that. You know, you can go to YouTube and you can watch all, all those answers and type mm-hmm. in a question. Or you can just go to our website and type in a question. But it, it is also the case that one of the things that, at least the way I think about it, is we're answering questions. But more important even than answering questions is answering people. You know, a person mm-hmm. is, is addressing yeah. you. And you want to address the person back. And this is something I think Tim and uh, Jim, I mean, Carlo and Trent as well. But... Uh, Jimmy and Tim have been doing it for so long, and they're very good and faithful people. You know, they're not just answer machines, and so right. they really want to answer the person. I think that's one of the good, that's one of the qualities of having these mature apologists around. Hmm. Is yeah, they kind of model that as well. Yeah, and they, they yeah the dialogue. The dialogue is what everybody enjoys. They don't yeah. want to hear just a lecture of an answer. They want to say, okay, well, here's what we believe. What do you think about that? Yeah, and yeah. and then hear yeah. the response. And I think that that's true because if you go and you hear an answer to a question on YouTube, or someone tells you an answer, mm-hmm. I think you're a lot more likely to remember the one that someone tells you. You know, yeah. like I spoke to a person, right. and this is what they said, and it's going to have a deeper impact than just oh, I watched a YouTube video one time. Right, right. Although I, I do sometimes, I don't know if I'm if I'm supposed to go behind the scenes like that. But there are times when, you know, by Thursday, it just so happens that the same question has been asked four times already that week. Mm-hmm. And right. for that person, we might say, we'll take the call off, you know, off the air and we'll do, because there, there is a limit to how many times you can answer, you know, the same thing over and over mm-hmm. and over again. But I, I think part of what, what this testifies to because what you say about going to the university of catholic answers is true for a lot of people and you know jerry usher uh, and patrick coffin um they were like i don't know they built this thing up w- with their talents as hosts um but and and then we have these wonderful apologists some of whom are there some of whom have moved on like patrick madrid you know you have these just great mm-hmm. minds yeah but Really, what it is a testament to is the simplicity of the show. It's questions and answers about the Catholic faith. And the Catholic faith itself is so powerful that people will listen to that day after day after day. I mean, I, all the credit to the great hosts and the great, you know, all the great apologists that have been on there. But it is the fact that you people are listening going, wait, okay, now I get, like, it's, it's, it's together we're going into this just amazing place hmm. and and seeing new things all the time because that's that's what the faith is it really yeah. is that powerful and interesting it is so captivating and i think it's because the catholic church is the most interesting thing on the planet i think uh if you were to average out what is the what is the single thing that has the highest amount of interest between everybody on that's the planet point, it, would, yeah. it would be the catholic church even if you hate the catholic church right. you still have that is that's a form of interest you have mm-hmm. in what the church teaches and what it is so, i mean it seems like everybody who knows about the church has an opinion on it or wants to kind of hear more even yeah. if they don't think they do you turn it on and it just sucks you in and yeah, it captivates you you can't yeah. you can't stop listening yeah well the whole thing is designed, I guess, in a way to 
to bring you to a crisis. That's the point of it is mm-hmm. to bring you to a crisis where you go, I'm starting to think this is true. Like this is like this is actually something. This is not a fairy tale. This is not yeah. just another religious option. This is true and crap and and stuff that <laughs> yeah. yeah dang it yeah. and sometimes people come to that with great joy like oh wow this is right. and sometimes it's with horror yeah. but you're supposed to get to that crisis point mm-hmm. and make a choice yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I think that radio plays a specific role because people can listen to it in the car without other people knowing that they're listening to it yeah you know and there's not the sense of I have to. Uh, combat that is like this, these walls that they've put up are kind of lowered because yeah. it's only them in the car. They don't feel threatened at all. They can just listen to it. So it's a, it's a great way also to evangelize if you have a family member who may be outside of the Catholic faith, mm-hmm. um, who, who who've moved on from the Catholic faith to say, here's a way, here's a way you can evangelize this. Hey, just listen to this and tell me what you think about it. Right. right. Because that way they don't have to, if, if you're the one t- telling them, their walls instantly go up. Emotions get high. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not as fruitful. But if you say, hey, go listen to this and let me know what you think. Right. That's a totally different thing. Indeed. You're right. Yeah. Or just when you're in, the, in someone's car and they're not looking, change all their presets. <laughs> or if you're in a rental car. <laughs> I do find this. Find the local yes. Catholic radio station and set everything to the Catholic mm-hmm. radio station. It's that you're helping, really. Don't the, think of it as <laughs> you're, what you're doing is helping. There. The last time I tried to do this, yeah. I realized that there were, I think, 99 available presets well, what's the point of that that's all the <laughs> yeah. radio stations you might as well just turn the dial like what i don't know i guess <laughs> i guess if you're dr- like driving across the country all the time you know you oh, might maybe yeah have like <laughs> right. these 10 or for this state or yeah right oh i'm, I, I'm I, in ohio now here's my you, 10 how would you remember that i don't know but i got to about 30 before i finally said okay <laughs> how many of these are there you know <laughs> that's the yeah. I'm not could, doing this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, come on, Hyundai. We're like, <laughs> there's too many. Yeah. Uh, Dave, what was what was the the most interesting thing about Catholic Answers Live last last night? Like being a part of it for you. Um. Did it go it uh, how you how you a good thought? Question. It was. It was not as nerve wracking as I thought, and I think a lot of that had oh. to do with the setting for us because. Adam, we have recorded, we've done many recordings like that mm-hmm. where they are not live, but look live, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, you're in front of a live audience. We're in front of right. an audience. Yeah. yeah. And so I think if we had been in California at the Catholic Answer studio, that may have been a little bit more nerve wracking because, you know, there's... It's official. Right. Last night, it was just like you, us three were sitting at a table and there was an audience watching. And which, we were talking, yeah, it's like a, yeah, a little panel. Or right, exactly, which right. I've, we've done many times. But right. when you're in the studio and you see the lights and the people and like the engineers, it's like, well, this is big time. Yeah. It's interesting to me to hear that you were comfortable because um, I was like... Uh, I thought you were uncomfortable because you were doing such a bad job. And it's, <laughs> right. Yeah. But it, no, it's, that's it's just, just me. That's I mean, just, that's just. That was actually was his like, A game. I was like, oh, it's got to be the discomfort that's causing. Right. But no, no, you were actually. No, uh, that was as good as it gets. That's how bad yeah. you are. Okay. <laughs> that's why I told you. It good was to know, a, Dave. Like, <laughs> this, this is a mistake. Like, you're gonna find out why. <laughs> we did have a great time though. You can. Uh, is it podcasted yet? Or it's probably podcasted this week, right? Well, we had some Facebook trouble, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's probably posted to the website. Yeah. Okay. So they can go check that out. Talk about uh, friendship and fatherhood. We're here with Cy Kellett from Catholic Answers Live. We're going to jump into his topic that he gave uh, the talk last night on. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with that, I'm Minahan and our special guest, Mr. Cy Kellett. Does anyone call you Cyril? Yeah. Yeah, some of my friends call me Cyril. Um, yeah. Did you ever go by Cyril? Any, uh, well, any good nickname? I feel like there could be some good nicknames with a name like Cyril. Yeah. Um, my, my real name is Cyril Kellett, so when kids found that out in school i was kellogg cereal for a yeah. long time mm-hmm. that, yeah i've heard all the, the that is right i was gonna go there were you <laughs> yeah well, i mean congratulations you're a fourth grader yeah i mean it's, <laughs> it's pretty obvious it's <laughs> yeah i've uh, i yeah so i mean i i didn't kellogg cereal sounds like a rapper name though i mean that's kind of yeah, cool well, yeah right special k something like right that. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, Cy, yes. you gave a great talk last night. I know. You killed it. <laughs> and that's all I wanted, that's all I wanted to say. Thank you. I mean, is, was, is the show over now? Yeah. 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 Let's yeah. talk about us, Dave. Yeah, so if you want to see it, you can go to the uh, Facebook page of St. Michael Radio. And right. It was funny. Last night you kept saying, don't post that on Facebook. And Jim was sitting in the audience with his cell phone, <laughs> live streaming it all. Was he really? Was that live streaming, really, the talk? Yeah. Oh, man, thanks. <laughs> now you tell me the day after. Yeah. Well, the damage was done. It was done. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> you just don't know it yet. You got to be careful now. When you're, you, like you, I felt such a, a warmth in the room of fellow Catholics, and we're just talking, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you that you can kind of get sucked into that and say things that you don't want on the internet. Like I'd made a Hillary Clinton joke, which was hilarious. Uh, did oh, you I know that it was funny. a Hillary? Clinton? I thought it was yes, a Nancy Pelosi joke. Oh, you did. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, it was designed that way for you not to know. <laughs> Nancy but, uh, Pelosi is the only one who has almost made me put a fist through a computer monitor. Was it on, a, on something about abortion? No, it was, it was on. We have to pass the bill so we can find out what's in it. Oh, oh. I, when she I said remember. that, it was like. What? <laughs> How could you say that? <laughs> That's good government right there. Right. Yeah. right. Yes. So I, I wouldn't normally make a Hillary Clinton joke. You know, like I don't want to. I, I really don't. Or how bad socialism is, which it is. No, I don't mind talking about how bad socialism is. Yeah. I feel like that's a, actually and a socialists. I mean, if we're just, let's I, just talk. I don't want that. <laughs> that's the thing is I don't want to personalize these things. And, you know, I, I mean, in, in the context of the Hillary Clinton joke, what I was talking about was we as Catholics what we want is for everyone to achieve perfect communion mm-hmm. with God. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Every, right. So I did kind of, it, the implication was even Hillary Clinton. And it was kind of a joke. But Yeah. yeah. I laughed. Did you laugh? Yes, I did. Well, uh, what's, it's kind of like that one saint. What's her name? She, uh, Goretti. Saint Maria, Maria Goretti. Goretti. Yeah. You know, one of her last words as she was dying was that, I want the guy who stabbed her, I want him in heaven with me. Yeah. You know, God to, bless I mean, her. That's, uh, right. that's kind of a good example. Because yeah. I don't think I would maybe feel that way about the person maybe she didn't feel that way who had stabbed yeah, maybe she, feelings didn't the, matter like yeah, she good chose point. good she, point she chose the gospel even over her own feelings maybe. yeah i yeah. think though that she did feel that way. yeah which is I a mean, grace that god gives but uh yeah to, it's just to, my own speculation because she was so conformed mm-hmm. to, to the will of god she yeah. had she had really perfected the cycles of the christian of christian living I wish we would talk more about the cycle of the Christian life. You know what? Let's do it right now. You want to? I mean, let's, All right. let's just stop what we're doing and do it that right talk. now. All right. Let's buckle up. Um, okay. So what do you want me to do? Just talk about the cycle well, of Christian life or talk about how I... 
I have become more and more aware yes. about the cyclical nature of almost everything. Right. I feel like we've talked about this before. There is a, it's like God. Thank you, Adam. Like, <laughs> David just breezes right by. I know. Me. He's like, that was, that I, was gold. I, I see. What are you, are you shitty on Catholic answers. <laughs> you don't get my joke. <laughs> Sorry. But it's like God put cycles into our lives for a reason. And I don't know what that reason is. Oh. Yeah. Um, but everything, almost everything operates within a cycle. Even a, yeah. w- even a beam of light, which seems to go in a straight line, yeah. really, it's a le- an electromagnetic wave that goes up and down and up and down. And so right. things progress in the way of cycles. Yeah. And it's down to the very tiniest particle of creation. Right. He put us on a round planet. Yeah. That spins. That spins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's a message there. Right. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what it is, but uh yeah. it's it it is useful because we can glean I think important information about right. how to behave and because there's a cycle, things are, it's not chaotic. We we can know that's a very good point. that there's order. And and maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why, but um talk about what are the you want to just name the, the, the cycles and we can talk about them? I, I would, if I could make a quick distinction. Sure. That, that, that when we talk about uh, uh, cycles and the cycle of the Christian life, it's important to say that Christianity is not like paganism, which has a, a kind of hopeless cycle. Even and, and I use Buddhism as an example because I do believe people romanticize Buddhism. And so just to, the example of that is living life over and over and over again um, and has a kind of this un, has a futility to it and and even the Buddha would say the goal is really dissolution at the end of that to dissolve into the or something like that I mean yeah. different of course Buddhism is a great religion with many different facets but that's a, essentially cycles of despair that there's that this is just going to keep happening over and over again and and it doesn't have a terminal point where everything is transformed right. and made new. And hopefully and, you just become a cow. Yeah, right. Well, that wouldn't be bad, actually, to be life of a cow. Just, I mean, I... No, it, that's Hindus. That's never mind. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get them confused. Hey, thanks for joining us, half the world's population. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... The the cycles of the Christian life, when we talk about cycles in that way, the the idea is not that there's this endless sameness to things, uh-huh. because mm-hmm. you have this introduction, introduction in, uh, in monotheism with the Jews and Christians, but primarily the Jews, and then that's transmitted into Christianity, of this idea of one God, one life, and a choice, one choice a fundamental choice that you have to make and the choice is between life and death between wickedness and blessedness between foolishness and wisdom so it has different ways of being framed but it's you have one choice and i do think that the the christian idea that jesus himself judges us each personally at the end of our life is what makes something like western culture possible it's because people know that there's this moment of judgment and then glory or yeah right humiliation right then that that focuses uh, that gives a direction to culture as well as to an individual life 
that we were going somewhere. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not it. This is not it's not just a cycle over and over again, you know, get what you can. This is all headed somewhere. Mm-hmm. So within that, however, then I do think that the the because God has made us spiritual physical creatures that the cycle allows us to learn essentially to become what uh, like to notice what we didn't notice the last time around to become to to deepen to go deeper um into where and also you know start over mm-hmm. every day right right it's a brand new start yeah it's morning you know and so uh <clears throat> So anyway, I just wanted to make that distinction. I probably took too much time to just do it. I'm sorry. You, you guys, can you edit this in post? No, or, we no. don't edit anything. That's one thing maybe about this, our show. Maybe you could start this time. Maybe you could be like, mm, my God, there was that long, boring part. No. <laughs> but essentially, what I talked about last night was Lumen Gentium and the idea, the, the language of the Second Vatican Council, which uh, I didn't mention this, but you know this, that Pope Benedict and some other scholars started uh, Communio, the, or Communio, the, the magazine, the journal, essentially to promote this idea that the that what it's all about everything we do is about communion uh-huh. it's mm-hmm. communion that's what we are is communion and so the cycle goes like this that um, just like with saint peter his life is on a trajectory until the moment that he meets jesus and then it's on a completely different trajectory and it's like i, I described it last night like the difference between walking and flying right he's he's out of the world of the ordinary into the world of unbelievable mystery and power so the first step of the christian life is meeting jesus and if it doesn't happen you might be sacramentalized you might be you know you might be a good theologian even but if it if that doesn't happen your life hasn't started you you need that has to happen and so if you don't believe you have met jesus you have to ask him you have to tell him i want to meet you and i need your help to do that and he will help you yeah, and I think I think that that element of encounter is way it's infinitely more important than being a have, having deep understanding of the of the faith. You know, because right, yeah, it is there have been I'm mm-hmm. sure theologians who studied and came up with specific words, and it was the best word to describe a, a truth of the faith. You know, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. instrumental in developing the doctrine, and it was wonderful what they did, but interiorly. They were strangers to Christ. Yes, you know that's uh, what Saint Paul is saying. You know, with the uh, clanging gong and all right. that stuff, it it it's pointless. You know, you have to have that. You have to meet love in himself, mm-hmm. or the rest of it is just it's a machine, but it's soulless. You know, right. it's it it's, it doesn't it it can work kind of intellectually for you, but it's not actually alive. It's not so. You got to meet Jesus. Yeah, otherwise I mean, you're just a moral robot. Well, you know, I mean, you're even, not alive. Even G.K. Chesterton, after he wrote Orthodoxy, he he didn't come into the Catholic faith for years afterwards. Hmm. You know, so like he wrote one of the best apologetic books yeah. on, on Catholicism, right? And yet, still didn't come into the faith till years afterwards. I so, think that's why we're better than G.K. Chesterton, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's go ahead and open up our cause for sainthood right now yeah. while we're still alive. Certainly, we're better looking. <laughs> <laughs> that's a high and standard, humble. man. And humble. <laughs> When we get back, we're going to continue this conversation with Cy Kellett, host of Catholic Answers Live. You can go to Catholic.com to check out all of their stuff. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Here with Cy Kellett in studio. Talking about the cycles of Christian life. I think that, Cy, I think that the, the first cycle that you were talking about, the, the specific encounter with Jesus and yes. knowing that, is I think that with Catholics we don't do a good job of, 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 of that, of making sure that we have the testimony ready to go, of mm-hmm. specifically saying, here is when I here encounter Jesus. Here is my Jesus. encounter. Yeah, well, it's well, too Protestant. You know, it's I, that's what I, I mean, think. They're really good. That's at my that. that's my feeling is that oh, that's what Protestants do. But, you know, but I'd also think I I do think that in fairness, many people do in the Catholic faith encounter Jesus through the Church in a way that He actually intends to be encountered, and so the, the, they might describe their encounter with Jesus as their love of the Catholic faith, of the sacraments, of what was given to them by the sisters. I don't know if they're still sisters, but I was taught by the sisters. By the way, can I just say this? Yeah. Yes. They weren't bad. They were wonderful women, these sisters. I get so tired of people, oh, the nuns, they hit They're you. grouchy. Like, and... Get over it. You were a rotten kid. You deserved it. And right. the nuns were great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd rather... Like wait, that. are we on now? Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'd rather take a ruler to the knuckles than a paddle to the rear. You know what I mean? Yeah, I never got the... I just got these wonderful women, and I have such respect for women religious. I just don't like all that fussing about... The nuns. So anyway, yeah, yeah I agree with that. Uh, that was total. But um, oh, also, I want to apologize to Dale Alquist for anything that I might have said about G.K. Chesterton. Mm. Uh, yes, you, you have to apologize to Dale Alquist. Yes, that's by president. The way. Yep. Welcome back to Celebrity Jeopardy. I'd like to apologize <laughs> for what happened just before the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> that's how every one of those episodes begins. Uh, yeah. Um, so what, I forgot what we, you were. Testimony of Jesus, like how, oh, yeah. as Catholics, we have to make sure that we have, you know, even though... It, but even sometimes it, it's testimony to the church, to the faith absolutely. itself. Mm, and so sure. that there's not always for the person that moment of, oh, it's me and Jesus. You know, I, they, mm-hmm. not everybody has that me and Jesus. I mean, eventually you will get that in Eucharistic adoration or right. at Mass. Or that you're, Jesus is not going to withhold that from you. But it's perfectly legitimate to say that I know the faith because my parents gave it to me and I experienced it in yeah. my family and my church and all that. Well, that's fine. Because it's not you enough meet Jesus. just to be introduced to Jesus. Yeah. You have to come, you want to come to know him. So it's, it's, yeah. it's sort of like, when did you come to know your grandfather? Not just, you know, know who he was, but when did you come to know him? Yeah, and it, yeah, you couldn't really point. say that, you know, because right. as you grew up, you be- right. you That's slowly true. go began to know him. I mean, so but that encounter moment is it's good to be able to have a witness to tell somebody yeah. because it's a it's a good testimony for them to know. Oh, I see why Jesus is so important to you. He, you know, you when you say that you really mean it. Um, but right, yes. But when you grow up in the church, yeah, that's not like you're going to have. And then on August fourth, right, two thousand, I answered whatever. the altar call, right, and right. up I went, and mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be there for for most people, and right? That, but uh, I do think if uh, you know, pray the rosary, go and sit with Jesus in the Eucharist, uh, receive the sacraments, and you begin to have an intimacy and familiarity with Him because He makes that happen. And right. I feel perfectly confident telling and that's go do that, and you will have that, especially mm-hmm. Eucharistic adoration. Yeah. I think every man should have at least one hour a week set set in stone with Eucharistic adoration. Because God is, you know, uh, Cardinal Sarah says, you know, uh, he speaks in silence. Yeah. You know, and so in order to 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 know God, you have to you have to sit with him and be with him and yeah. quote unquote waste time with him mm-hmm. in the real sense of that word. Yeah. Much phrase. like you would do with your spouse. Right. Once the kids go to bed, you know, you you don't necessarily do anything. You just it freaks her out though when I just get on my knees and I and stare she- at her like. <laughs> like <laughs> 
<laughs> like in Eucharistic adoration. She's like, what are you doing? I'm just spending just time. Wait, I'm wasting, wasting time, time with, with you, you dear. <laughs> <laughs> she hates that. Uh, okay, so. When my wife does that, I, I love Oh, you're it. like, oh, yeah. oh, this is perfectly I appropriate. Put my hands out. <laughs> you do? <laughs> like maybe. Eche homo. <laughs> Is confession? Is there a confession after this? Yeah. You yeah. have to do confession. Yeah, after. We, we, have, we, we have, have to have that. We have a lot around speed here. dial. Yeah, yeah we do. So, anyways, you cannot stop with with the encounter with Jesus. Yes. However, right that there's you're being moved to something deeper. And by the way, all of this I learned and and it was ordered in my mind uh, by a Bishop Bishop Robert Brom, who I worked for for about. 12 years I worked for him okay and he would talk about this over and finally after years I was like oh I get it like this because he got it that the encounter with Jesus is the is the the moment that has to happen or the rest of the moments don't make any sense but then you cannot stay there you have to move in the cycle of the Christian life to the next step which is conversion and you get a choice there are people who meet Jesus and say no if you don't think that happens, you read the Gospels. Yeah, mm-hmm. There are people who meet him, have a perfectly good, full encounter with him, and say no. Mm-hmm. Or say later, you know? Well, mm-hmm. later. I did and, that. That's yeah. what I did. Right. I said later. Uh-huh. And luckily, I did come back, but... Right. And, but you think about St. Augustine, you know, and his long and right. just not right now, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, but notice the Gospel says... The apostles, Jesus calls them, they respond immediately. That yeah. word is there, immediately. And mm-hmm. that's the uh, that's a lesson for us. That's what he wants. Just turn immediately. Uh, whether you just committed the worst sin in the world, you know, or whatever, when when you see him again, turn immediately. Don't my, wait my a second. My grandma is so good at that. The, you know, those little... She's probably a big sinner because <laughs> you've got to be a big sinner to learn that. Well, yeah. and, and the, those moments of... Of oh we should pray about that you know like yeah. when you get those little moments of, of thoughts of like the hey, habit that, yeah you know hey I should pray about that or somebody says hey will you pray for me on this she's like yep let's go right here let's do God this and she her. just starts yeah. Yeah. you know she never hesitates to to start when she gets that little bitty feeling inside of her she acts on it quickly yeah and yeah. that is the habit that like yeah. you were talking about that is a habit you have to do it over and over again to make it instinct yeah so like one thing that I struggle with is stop eating cookies. Okay, when I eat a chocolate chip cookie, I look at everybody else and it's like, I don't know how you guys are, like, I saw you eat one. How are you not eating another oh, one? Yeah. And all of the, there's still, still, there's still cookies there's, up here. Cookies are delicious. Right. So last night I wanted to have one and I realized I don't have the power to just say no to, for, After, for just for the sake of saying no. But I said, I can say no for my wife. I could do that. For that, <laughs> I could deny myself a cookie for her, but not for myself. I couldn't, I could never do it for me. Yeah. Uh, but... That was just one of those moments I went, hey, I remember to do it because I always forget to make those, you know, you like the St. Therese, the little moments, the little things. I'm terrible at that. Right. Right. Well, yeah. And that's the that those little things. You guys talk about virtue a lot. Mm -hmm. And and those are, uh, you know, even Aristotle would recognize that. It's those little moments that make the that set the trajectory for the big moments. And if you can't. If, if you have to master those little moments little by little but you know i'm i feel like at 55 i'm starting to have some self mastery like that's the way i feel oh oh i'm i'm starting to have some self mastery now mm-hmm. so I don't know how, like, you're supposed to live to be a thousand or something to, <laughs> before you can become a virtuous man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, when is this supposed to get really get going? But, uh, 
And now I've, again, I'm I've hoping learned. to die with one virtue. I mean, if I could have yeah, one, yeah. like, all right. Well, I'm, if you have one virtue perfectly, you, you have, have all, all the virtues. Them. Right, I know. So, that's true. That's, so, what, that's what he says. That's that, what Aquinas. Aquinas guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, there's something about the encounter that it, it just leads to conversion. I mean, you talk about St. Peter meeting Christ and how his whole life was different. Right. Who else is like that? Can you name one other person where you said, oh, I met this one person and my life is totally changed. Yeah, completely Nobody. changed. Nobody. Like the whole horizon of my life, everything is yeah. completely different Only because Christ of this person. Only yes. Christ can do that. Right. And it's, all you have to do is say, say yes. Yeah. And that's conversion. He's waiting for you. He's waiting you for you actually can't yes. convert yourself. Only Christ can actually can actually change anybody. Right. Um, I mean, you have to open yourself up and cooperate and allow him to work on you. Right. Um, but but there are just pe- there are those who say no. Often it's us. We have that encounter, and then we. Um, I couldn't read it. You'll have to tell me. That's oh. okay. Um, the we we're, you, we have the encounter, but we do not follow through. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so like the seed that grew quickly and, right. and, and died. Yeah, yeah. and so. The, there has to be that time of work, which is what Catholics call conversion. We don't mean conversion means the start. Like that for us is the moment of encounter. Conversion is the work to become like the one we have encountered. And that work is the work of growing in the virtues. That work is the work of Im- being immersed in the sacramental life. Um, and and it's, a, it's, it's the work of faith, that mm. you, faith needs to be built. It needs to be, you know, St. Paul describing it as, a house that you build it's a structure that you have to build you're not building it alone that's the whole point is you're 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 being you're just the you know going the one that's going along and being led but you got to go you have to hold the hand you have to walk you know you let mm-hmm. go if you stop walking then you're not there anymore so conversion is the second and that's becoming like the beloved and the quickest way to conversion is and I think I forgot to mention this last night, the quickest way to conversion is to love. Show love. Will the good of others. Mm-hmm. Care for the poor. Visit the imprison. You know, feed the sick. I don't think I got those exactly right. But um, yeah. clothe and, the naked. And simply but, realizing that you are loved. Um, you know, is, mm-hmm. just because that's so much of it for me, that what I'm slowly learning is just allowing God yeah. to love you. Yeah. Because we put up all these uh, barriers to him simply loving us. Yes. Uh, so many times. And once you know that and you realize that that you know you're a son of God. Yeah, I'm going to let him love me as soon as I get my act together. Right. Then exactly. Yeah, exactly. Then we'll be okay. Then and your we'll... act is never going to be together. I mean, you're such a downer, Adam. <laughs> you're <laughs> the one who was downing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But I do think that that See, why we talk about this as a, as a cycle is that that learning to be loved is you're going back to the encounter. Right. That's meeting him again. Yeah. And then, yeah. Is the show over? No, we got, no. We got another one. Uno, we got two more steps. Uno mas. All right. We'll be right back here with Cy Kellett from Catholic Answers Live in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. We will be right back.
Welcome and back to Catholic Answers Live. Oh, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just habit, man. Sorry, I was, that was terrible. That was good. I like it. I was actually nervous that uh, last night that I was going to say, like, we're here on the Catholic Man Show, thinking yeah. like, instead of Catholic Answers, I was worried I was actually going to say that. Yeah. Stand by. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. <laughs> <laughs> this is Donda, Don David here with Adam Minahan and Cy Kellett. Que bueno. Yeah. I basically speak Spanish, Cy. Do you? Basically. I feel like that might mean you don't speak Spanish. <laughs> oh, no. You're very... <laughs> <laughs> well, some people would say that, but that would not be true because I basically do. Oh. People are cruel sometimes. I know. I basically speak a lot of languages. I'll tell you what. Actually. If, if you don't speak Spanish very well... Talk to Mexicans because they are the nicest. They they don't they're not mean at all about language. They're like they'll t- treat you if, no matter how bad your Spanish is. Like yeah, we're just having a conversation and 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 they'll understand you too. Like they'll get it. So mm-hmm. it's not like I don't want to disparage the French again. I feel like I've picked on the French a lot the last day. It's or so, so easy to do. It though. is. Well, I mean, it's low hanging fruit. It just Anyways, is. Eldest daughter of the church, France. Okay, okay, so we're talking about the cycle of Catholic life or Christian life. Correct. I, I would like yes. to. Uh, yeah, we got to get on that. Okay, so you have to meet Jesus. You have to. Uh, you do the work of becoming like Jesus. That's not a solitary work. It's a work that's meant to be done in community. Uh, that's what the church is. It's a commu- community to make you like Jesus. And then, but the high point of it, if you thought of encounter here and then conversion. Oh, I'm becoming better. You know, I'm starting to love and forgive and do the things that Christ has called me to do. The high point of everything and the end of everything is communion. That is what it's all about. And that's why uh, the after the Second Vatican Council, I think uh, Joseph Ratzinger started that journal called Communio because the idea is this is what essentially the message of the, of Lumen Gentium and of the Second Vatican Council is, is all of this is in service of communion. And it's it's a restating of that, but it's a really a, a, a very modern emphasis on communion with God mm-hmm. is the is what all of this is about. It doesn't have a frame other than that. Mm-hmm. It's not about you being pious. It's not about us having a lot of institutions, you know, and, oh, we got hospitals and we got, it's not social work. It's communion. That's what this is about. And you, we really do receive communion uh, uh, and know it by faith when we receive the Eucharist. And sometimes by grace, we know more than just by faith. But you truly are communing with God when you receive the Eucharist. So this is the most important and this is a moment of the Christian life. This is why we have to call our Protestant brothers and sisters back to the sacraments because they're missing this moment. They're not worse people than us. We're not better people than it's not that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's all about communion. You to that moment with Christ is more important than anything else that will ever happen to you. And it points towards and leads towards and draws us up into the fullness of communion which is participation in the divine life. And that, and that is only possible because God is three. God is Father, Son, and Spirit. Three persons, one God. That means that God has an interior life that is conversational. God does not have an interior life that is just mono. You mm-hmm. know, like, I'm, I'm just me and I'm telling you all what to do. Right. God's inner life is a communion itself. It's a, a commun- the definition of communion being a shared life of love. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, he wouldn't be love if he was just... Me, 
by myself. Yeah, you know, right. because you can't do that, that would be satanic, really. I mean, to be have that kind of self love, it's that's not godly. That's not divine. But good, the so to, if we're gonna say God is love, and but we miss this Trinity part, we have a very dangerous God. Mm-hmm. But God who loves each other, you know, it's, the la- language breaks down for us here, and, and I, it, maybe I shouldn't say us, for me, you know, there are people who can talk about it eloquently and not go straight into heresy, but... Uh, it's, it's only hard. material heresy, you're yeah. right. Okay, yeah. uh, so, but this communion of love, because God himself is a communion of love, that means others can be invited into that communion. That's participation in the divine life, and that's what you're headed for. That's what you are drawn into. That's what heaven is. Yeah. And it's like you uh, multiply your best friend by, you know, infinity of how much joy it is to be in the presence of this communion. That's heaven. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 anyway, that's my feeble way of describing yeah, it. So and Pope I, Benedict, in uh, Introduction to the Christian Life, says, At the moment of communion, we are in communion with the communion of the body of Christ, in communion with the communion of the Holy Trinity. God bless him. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. See, so, so there... I mean, it's like, talk about a literary device to prove the point, you yeah, know? Right. Uh, it's communion all the way up. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yes. Right, right. And, you and know, that's what you are invited into, and that's why you must have the sacraments. If you are a Christian, mm-hmm. you must have the sacraments. I mean, I, God has graces that can compensate for everything. Sure. But you personally know this. You are wanted in the inner life of God, and the way there is the Eucharist. Don't pass it up. So I don't know if I'm this source to no, yeah, no. no, you're good. You can so the, okay. So then now communion. If that's the high point of the cycle of the Christian life, we might be tempted to just stop talking at that point. But uh, that would be even that would be dead if it is not followed by the next step in the cycle of the Christian life, which is going on a mission. Mm -hmm. Everyone must go on a mission in service of that communion. Like, I have been given this communion. If I don't share that with you, if I don't invite you into it, then in a sense, I'm committing suicide, you know? Like, I'm killing my own communion Uh because you can't stay there in love without loving, if you won't do it, you can't stay there. So, and love requires sharing love. Mm-hmm. And the ultimate love is this communion. So, you've got to go out on mission. Every, you know, that what the Mission Society says, their motto is if you're baptized, you're a missionary. That is, it's just perfect. That's a perfect little sentence. You have to be on mission to your children, to your spouse. It does not mean that you got to go stand out in front of, um, the Piggly Wiggly. Do they have those here? No. With Dixie. Nope. No. Safeway. No. Nope. Oh, what kind of? Do you guys have <laughs> grocery stores? With what do you, Walmart. Do, okay, you don't. You have to go stand out in front of Walmart. I was sure you guys would have a Piggly. We have Wiggly. Aldi. Oh, you have Aldi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know your Euro. Okay, I'm in. I'm in the Euro part of Oklahoma. Okay, I didn't even know that was. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, yeah, they're ger- they're German. Yeah, it's a German company. That's why they're so efficient. <laughs> so you stand out in front of Aldi on a soapbox. That is not what it means. It means you have to be an invitation to communion for other people. You have mm-hmm. to be that in your words, in your actions, and uh, some people are. And I always use Tim Staples as the example. They're just magnificent at 
the invite the verbal invitation they can make it make sense to other people i honestly do not have that vocate I, I don't have that charism so but i try to find my way of being inviting so that people will come into communion with christ so that's why we call it a cycle because if you invite someone in your mission whether it's your spouse or your kids they can have an encounter with jesus mm-hmm. they can meet him right then they get to make the choice. Do I want to follow him or not? If they follow him, they can experience conversion and communion, and then they can go on mission. Right. But that cycle continues not just for the person that you pass it on to, but for yourself. Because now that I've gone on mission, now that I met you and I shared Christ with you, I've had a new encounter with Christ. Mm-hmm. This is a second encounter or a third or a tenth or a hundredth encounter. That's a new encounter with Christ for me. And now I can incorporate that into, integrate that into myself by a deeper conversion, a deeper communion. So my, I guess to put it in very simple terms, my soul is having a greater and greater capacity for communion as I'm doing the mission of love. Sure. So other people are experiencing Jesus and hopefully making a choice for him. But I keep having a deeper and deeper experience of his love, which perhaps means that at the moment when I meet him face to face, when he's my judge, he says something like, I don't call you a slave, but a friend. You know, you've been you've lived in friendship with me, mm-hmm. which would be which is the moment of triumph. You sure, know, that's yeah. the moment of of triumph. And it's his triumph completely, but he's that's just how he is. He gives you credit for it. It's your salvation is his triumph that he gives you credit. He's a for. generous guy. Yeah. Well, it's uh, uh, impossible to comprehend the depth of the generosity of God. Yeah. It's and it's so. I think it's so important to know these steps yeah. because now you know what, what you're doing. What we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. we shouldn't ju- because sometimes uh, this happened to me. You know, I had a encounter and conversion after college, and then I reached this moment where I left behind my kind of my more my major mortal sins you know like i reached this point where that really wasn't what i was struggling with anymore and i kind of thought for a while oh i'm i'm here nice going dave here i am i did it (laughs) i did it behold yeah that actually wasn't even that hard uh but you know then later i realized no you're an idiot yeah (laughs) um but without knowing these steps you can kind of plateau. Oh, without question, yeah. Spiritually. And so yeah. it's important to you remember. You can say, I've had the encounter. There are people who think, I've had that encounter with Jesus. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm set. And yeah. in a certain way, yeah, you are. Like, that's really good that that happened to you. Mm-hmm. But you're missing out on the fullness of what you've been invited to. You're yeah. staying at step one. Mm-hmm. Because also that encounter, it not only elevates us, but it also raises the bar. It, it right. We're all, like, more of a, more is expected of us now. You know, Jesus said, "If um, if I had not told them their sin, would yeah, have been, the, yeah, yeah, whatever he said, we, we would, would have been counted against them or something." You know, but so we always have to be pursuing deeper conversion, especially Praise for our God. families. Yes. So, Sai, thanks so much for hanging out with us today, man. Thank you Good for allowing life. me to. This is this is a high point of my career right now. <laughs> this, you guys are laughing, but <laughs> nowhere to been... go but up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass and cheers to Jesus.